Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. I'm Phil Paleologus. Good morning. How are you, Ray? Good morning, and I'm Ray Lance, and good morning to Peter Lance. Good morning. Hello there, and nice to have our audience with us this morning on Money Wise. And Phil, this morning we're going to ask the age-old question of that? what happens when you become 65 years old? Oh, I have a list. <laughs> we're not necessarily talking about health or oh. what body parts work and what don't or whether your hair is falling out or anything of that nature. Do you still have your teeth? Um, we're going to talk about government programs and especially we're going to talk about Medicare. Ooh. And I'd like to introduce a different kind of a concept as well, Phil. I want to talk about Greek philosophers now. From time to time, I'm going to give you a quote and see if you can tell me who might have said this. Okay. Buckle up, everybody. Alrighty. Once made equal to man, woman becomes his superior. Wow, that sounds like Aristotle. Close. Socrates. It was Socrates. So I just thought I'd pass along some words of Greek wisdom because there are so few of them today. Celeste must have memorized that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll share a few interesting uh, quotations with you from time to time, Phil, Great. and our listening audience about... Um, Greek philosophers and Mark Twain and Benjamin Franklin. There's some really interesting people who had some very interesting things to say. And today, hopefully, we're going to tell you a few interesting things about the Medicare program. It's very controversial. It's a subject of political football today in Washington, D.C. The Democrats and the Republicans are trying to outdo themselves by saying, we're not going to cut the Medicare program. And yet these things keep bubbling to the surface. For example, we started this out by asking the question, what happens when you turn 65? Well, the most important thing that happens in this country is that you're now eligible for Medicare, which is a form of government health insurance. One of the greatest concerns people have in this country right now, even more so than perhaps income, is how is their health insurance going to be covered? We have a different kind of health insurance coverage in Massachusetts. We now have a new national health care program. But underlying all of this, most importantly, we have the Medicare program. And it hasn't been around that long. It's only been around since 1965. But it's one of the largest single expenditures we have in the federal government today. Mm -hmm. And there's always been concern that is Social Security going to go broke? Is the Medicare program going to go broke? Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, those three social programs now comprise about 50% of the total federal budget. Wow. And the population's getting older. So let's focus in on Medicare and talk a little bit about okay. that. It's, it's a very complicated area. We're going to keep it as uh, simple and hopefully clear as we can, but it impacts virtually everybody who's listening today, whether you're receiving Medicare now and you might have concerns about is the program going to change, whether you're a Medicare provider, such as a hospital or a doctor's office, and you have to be concerned about are the reimbursements going to be cut, are they going to be reduced, so you have to do the same work for less pay. If you're a younger person, you might have to worry about is Medicare going to be there for me, or am I going to have to wait until a later age for eligibility, which is one of the considerations that is discussed once in a while. We'll talk about that in a moment. 
So it really impacts everybody who's listening in some fashion or another. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go through this in more detail, but some of the things that are, I believe are most important to this discussion today is that you must sign up for Medicare by age 65 unless you're already receiving Social Security. Um, otherwise, there is a penalty that will remain with you for the rest of your life. Uh, that's number one. We'll go into more detail about that. Uh, but number two is that there is, of course, a gap in the coverage. Not everything is covered, and a lot of people aren't aware of that, and we'll go into more detail about what is not covered uh, and why you should have Medigap coverage. Uh, and then finally, uh, and I'll, I'll go through numbers with this as well, more than half of all people who are on Medicare right now receiving those benefits believe that Medicare will be there for them if they go to a nursing home um, and will pay for their nursing home or their, you know, their long-term care costs, and that's simply not the case. Wow. So there's two main aspects of Medicare that we want to talk about today, Phil. One is basic health insurance, prescription drug coverage, those kinds of things for people who are generally healthy but need to have medical assistance and, and medical care right. uh, assistance paid for by them, uh, for them. But also somebody who does go to a nursing home, Medicare can pay for part of the benefits under certain circumstances. So with that as a little backdrop, uh, let's begin. And during the course of this program this morning, we're going to also talk about where you can go for some additional information, what do you do if you need help. I can tell you that understanding the Medicare program and what kind of additional benefits you're entitled to, what kind of supplement insurances you should have, it is so terribly, terribly confusing. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult for everybody. One of the sources for the research that we use a lot is the uh, Boston College Center for Retirement Research. They do some really in-depth studies. And they just did a study recently, which I found fairly interesting. And it was called, Why is Age 65 Still a Retirement Peak? More people will retire at age 65 than any other age, uh, and they don't retire as much at age 66 or older ages, but they do it for a particular reason, because age 65 is when they're going to be eligible for their health insurance, for the Medicare insurance. And ironically, people don't understand there's a difference between the best retirement age for Social Security and Medicare, and there's just a lot of Uh, lack of education in this country and just plain ignorance. So people think, if I'm going to qualify for Medicare at age 65, I should start taking my Social Security at age 65. But that's not necessarily true for both ages, right? No, the the best age generally would be age 66 for Social Security. Well, really 70 if you can wait that long. Yes. If you want to maximize the benefits for Social Security, you'd wait until age 70. And in our office, we have uh, some very detailed software programs that can show that analyses and let people make a better, more informed decision on when to collect Social Security. But the average person just doesn't understand, and they think, I'm going to collect uh, Medicare health insurance at age 65, therefore I need to start my Social Security at the same time. And that's... That's not true. And and that's one of the things that we see a lot is is people aren't aware that if they wait a year, two years, four years, or longer, if, if you don't need to take your Social Security benefits right at age 62, which is the earliest you can receive them, um, or at 66, which is considered the full retirement age right now, 
don't take your benefits unless you absolutely need them because the longer that you wait up to age 70, it's an extra extra 4% per year that you'll end up receiving. Uh, let me ask you a question about age. Is it um, okay if I register or sign up for Medicare, let's say when I'm 64, can I pre-register for Medicare? And, and the follow-up of that question is what happens if I wait too long for signing up for Medicare in the first place? <laughs> so what is too early? What is too late? Well, beauty before age, Pete, so you can answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a 10% penalty to your Part B premiums for every 12-month period that you go without applying for your benefits. Um, and that sticks with you for the rest of your life. So 10% if you wait until age 66, if you wait until age 67, another 10%, and that just continues on uh, until you actually apply for your benefits. And that stays with you forever. So you really want to um, try to hold off on, on getting your Social Security benefits as long as possible, as long as you can go without. But you want to apply for uh, Medicare right at age 65 and that's another thing I wanted to mention and I will go over the website after for any of you listening even if you don't have a computer don't have any idea how to use a computer go to your local library go to a family member's house use a computer to apply for Medicare if you haven't done so already it's much easier than going uh, to apply in person it's literally five steps very simple online to do so. Pete let's come back for just a moment to the initial Medicare enrollment period um, and that's one question you just asked, Phil. It's basically around the time you reach age 65. You can do it three months before you turn 65. Okay. You can do it during the month that you actually turn 65, and you can do it for three months after you reach 65. Mm -hmm. But you've got to do it within that period. And as Peter said, if you don't register until later than that and you miss that initial period, then you may be charged a penalty for late registration and that penalty will continue for the rest of your life. Oh, my. So mm -hmm. it's, it's critical that as you're getting close to 65, get some proper advice and pay attention to it and make sure you sign up. That's pretty much what I just said, except that I was talking and everybody else in the room got a hug from the wonderful <laughs> Danielle, and I was talking, so I didn't get one. Well, that's usually what happens when you just keep talking. <laughs> Actually, both of you pointed at me to talk. <laughs> and folks, this is why it's so vitally important to tune in each and every Sunday at this time for information like this that you won't get on any other radio program on WBSM except for Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance, Sundays at this hour. You know, um, age 65 is sort of a, a landmark age for a lot of people, and people think that that's when you become a senior. You might become a senior when you're 60 or 62 or 65, depending upon whether you're going to a movie theater or going skiing or so forth. So there's many, many times in your life when you might become a senior. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed about um, a, a good writer friend of mine, Mark Twain, is he said, age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard on the radio this morning that in about 20 years, they're going to say that uh, 95 is the new 35. Oh, they're already <laughs> saying that. <laughs> 
Well, let's come back and talk about the specifics of Medicare because uh-huh. everybody has heard, well, this part A, this part B, this part C, this part D. I don't understand what any of that means. Well, the basic Medicare program is part A and part B, and you can stop right there and do nothing else if you want to, which can be very difficult for some people if that's where you stop. Medicare Part A covers hospital insurance. It covers emergency services. If you have to go into the hospital, um, under certain circumstances, it covers uh, some portion of the benefits at a nursing home. Um, Medicare Part B covers medical insurance, doctor fees, outpatient fees, you know, sort of short-term situations as opposed to being in a hospital, for example. And that's what most people are enrolled in when they do their initial enrollment. They're in Medicare Part A and Part B. Part C is much less common in this country or in in this particular state, and it's called the Medicare Advantage Program. We'll say a little bit about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then the other really important one is Medicare Part D, as in dog, uh, and that covers prescription drug expenses. That's fairly new. That was actually put into place under the uh, last most recent Bush administration. They figured more and more people are having to pay prescription drugs. The cost of drugs was going up. So they did some revision to the Medicare program and they put in Part D for prescription drug expenses. A lot of people can't afford it. Uh I had people in my office just a few weeks ago with simply uh, fairly low level social security as their only source of income and they had Medicare Part A and Part B, hospital and doctor coverage. They did not have the prescription coverage. They couldn't afford it. They had no, no gap insurance either um, that covers the things that Medicare does not cover. Medicare doesn't cover everything. And they said they simply couldn't afford it. They didn't have enough money in their budget. Right. And by the way, sometimes we'll look at a situation like that and suggest another way that you might be able to fund it. And in the case of these people, They had very little income, but they had a house that was paid for. And I said, you might consider doing a reverse mortgage and have a credit line and use part of the money from your credit line to help pay for your health insurance and your drug, your prescription drug insurance, because those are things that can really sink you pretty fast if you have a problem. That's a very good idea. So sometimes it's important to take a look and make sure you're getting the right coverages. And... um, We've talked about the open enrollment uh, period. Mm-hmm. Let's go on, Pete, and talk about a few other things. Um, we've mentioned uh, A and B coverage and D coverage. Um, there's something called um, the Medicare Advantage, which is Part C, and sometimes it's called Medigap Options, and you have to compare those two things as well. It's fairly complicated. Um, We're not going to try to do it on the radio show because we would bore everybody to tears doing it. Exactly. I mean, it goes into HMOs and PPOs and special needs and MS. I mean, it goes into so much detail. Um, The bottom line is that if you have a question about any of this, try to find um, somebody who can give you the right uh, advice as to what you really need, what, what plan is best for you. Um, based on your current needs and uh, your family history. Uh, and you can talk to your doctor about that as well. Um, one other thing to mention is 
as I, as I said earlier, go online to apply if you haven't done so already. I, this is something I actually didn't know. I thought you had to be 65 to do so online, but you, you can actually be 64 years and nine months old to apply online. Right, three months before age 65. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just go to socialsecurity.gov and it literally will take you less than 10 minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna mention another website. So if you have a pencil and you wanna write down some information that you should look at, write down a couple of these websites if you use a computer at all. Um, www.medicare.gov also will give a lot of this information even more than what we're talking about today. Yep. But it's another good source. So you can go into socialsecurity.gov, you can go into medicare.gov, and some of the pharmacies. All, all the pharmacies now have information you can find right up near the registers in a lot of the pharmacies. will have information about Medicare and what's covered and what's not covered. There are many sources. It does get confusing. I want to give you one more uh, website, which is for Walgreens Pharmacy. Um, we have no connection with them. And it's called MedicareMadeClear.com. MedicareMadeClear.com. And then, of course, we always invite people to come talk to us in our office. Well, that's, I think, the most important thing. Because we can then evaluate what's your income, what are your other assets, as well as how do you apply for Medicare and what are your best choices. You yes, know, and, and everyone listening, you are more than one in a million, and your case is more than one in a million. Every single person and their case and their family history and their needs are a unique uh, puzzle that we like to try to figure out and do the best solution for you. So uh, you can give us a call and we'll try to help you out over the phone or you can come in and we'll get you uh, the right answers to your uh, Medicare solutions. I think one of the funniest things is when you go to socialsecurity.gov, there's a banner on top that says, it takes less than 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, nonsense. Y- yeah, exactly. I, I, I can say the word nonsense on the radio, right? And, oh, you can say more than that. But uh, it's so intimidating. It's tough. It, it really is. And, folks, this is why it really does pay to have a consultation with the money guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. They show you how to protect your assets. They help you make your best decisions. And that's why they're here every Sunday. It's your retirement, your money, so protect it wisely. Give them a call. And we don't charge to have you come and sit and talk with us. Which is absolutely fabulous. And by the way, you can call them at 508-998-8858. Right, and we're on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Right across from the UMass Libra- uh, uh, Law School. Practically across the street. From Almost. Mm-hmm. Between that and uh, Vanity Fair. Right. You know, I, I read recently also, Phil, that um, one of the great difficulties that people have when they get near retirement age is they don't know how to forecast their income. They don't know how to project out what their income is going to be, whether it's Social Security or pensions or IRA accounts and have that match up against their expenses. So the obvious thing is you have to start with a budget first, and that's what we do. We wanna see somebody's typical expenses for a month, and then we look at the income sources, and if there's a gap, then we need to find out how can we move things around, reduce expenses, or increase income so that people can feel comfortable. But that's, that's a real number one concern for many, many people. And then the other main issue people have in considering retirement is they want to make sure that their health insurance needs are going to be covered because everybody knows how costly it is today 
And things change, as I have said many times. Things change from year to year, um, from generation to generation. Um, my wife and I, we redo our budget to show exactly what we have going in and uh, coming in and going out. Uh, we've done that three times in the past decade. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not something you just want to do once, but if you haven't done it at all, you certainly want to make sure you know exactly what's coming in and what's going out. Mm-hmm. You know, I received a funny, uh, not a funny, but an interesting email a telephone message at the end of January uh, from a gentleman who had been listening to the radio show. Right. And he said that he wanted us to know that Medicare does not cover people in wheelchairs in an ambulance unless it's medically necessary. Oh. And I I sort of knew that, but I wanted to research that as well in case he's listening. And Medicare Part B um, will cover the cost of transporting the patient by ambulance if transport by any other means would not have been medically advisable. So there has to be a reason. And we have a client who's in a wheelchair who listens fairly regularly every Sunday morning, and she's in a wheelchair, and she has had occasions when she's fallen down and she wasn't sure whether she's injured. That's a situation where it's medically advisable for her to be taken by ambulance, and so she's gone by ambulance to St. Luke's Hospital. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, this uh, gentleman who called in at the end of January asked if we announced it on the radio to make people aware. And um, otherwise, apparently, St. Luke's, as of April, is going to pay $1,156 a day, um, or, th- or they'll get paid $1,156 a day by the Medicare program for ambulance transportation. Interesting. And by the way, we thank all of our listeners for the emails and for the inquiries Absolutely. that uh, you send in or call in. And we appreciate people calling the office, too, because that keeps us on our toes. And if anyone listening has a particular topic you'd like to hear on the radio sometime, sure. call us and let us know, and we'll try to cover it. Our, our plan, our goal is to cover anything that relates to money and finances and how you take care of your family and how do you provide for your grandchildren or education. And uh, today we're focused on Medicare. Right. And... Uh, both Medicare and Social Security go hand in hand. And when we return, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue our discussion with Ray Lance and Peter Lance, the Money Guys, on MoneyWise Radio Show, your financial advisors with USA Wealth Group, located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Again, their number is 508-998-8858. And their goal is so simple. It's simply to help you protect your family, your money, your assets. And if uh, you'd like any consultation, do give them a call, 508-998-8858. We'll be right back in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. We're talking about Medicare and long-term care, and these are such important issues for us to know about, Ray and Peter. 
long-term care is a little bit different uh, than regular hospital care, obviously. We think of Medicare as a program that's going to pay for doctor bills and hospital bills, and and if you have Part D coverage under Medicare uh, D, um, then that will cover prescription drugs as well. But a lot of people are confused between Medicare and Medicaid and think that, well, if I have to go to a nursing home or my parent has to go to a nursing home, Medicare is going to pay for it. And that's just simply not necessarily the case. Oh. And that's why it's important to do planning and to have proper documents in place so that decisions can be made. But let's talk about what Medicare does not cover and what, what they do cover. We know that it covers hospital care. Right. We know that it covers doctor care. We know that if you have Part D, it will cover prescription care. But what about post-hospital skilled nursing facility care, i.e. a nursing home. Somebody has to go to a nursing home and they think, well, gee, I think Medicare is going to pay for that, aren't they? Nope. Not necessarily. Wow. Uh, the rules are fairly strict, um, and we've been explaining this for many years. You must have been in a hospital for at least three days in a row, and then you have to go into the nursing home facility within 30 days after you've been discharged from the hospital. That's part of it. And if you meet those requirements and uh, you need skilled care, typically somebody's changing dressings on a wound or they're administering IVs or something mm -hmm. of that nature, skilled care, now, other than just custodial care, sure. then the first 20 days in the nursing home will be paid in full by the Medicare program. And then after that, the next 80 days, so we're talking 20 days plus 80 days, the second period of 80 days, the Medicare program will pay all the cost of the nursing home, except the patient still has to pay about $148 a day themselves for the nursing home. Wow. So it doesn't pay for everything, Sure. number one. And number two, you don't even get to the threshold of Medicare paying anything unless you require skilled nursing care. And what's the average cost here in uh, New England for a nursing home? It's uh, $300 a day and up for one day in a nursing home. Very, very hefty. Yeah. So the bottom line is basically um, Medicare, as well as private health insurance, by the way, I should mention, will not pay for most nursing home care, and the patient will always pay for their own custodial care. So if you're there just because you need to have somebody looking over you, um, that's custodial care, and that's not covered by your health insurance program. Right. If you have private health insurance, Blue Cross, Tufts, whatever it happens to be, right. nor is it covered by Medicare program. It has to be skilled care from Medicare to pay anything. Wow. A lot of people don't it realize sounds, that. It sounds technical and very tricky. Now, what, what happens in the case that one of our listeners is, uh, you know, is collecting Social Security and he or she is not 65 yet. We, the person is doing an early Social Security. How does that apply here with Medicare and long-term care? Then they're not going to be Medicare eligible. Because mm -hmm. they're not currently enrolled okay. in the Medicare program. Okay. There's something else interesting I want to just mention quickly, Pete. Um, there, there has been a lot of effort by um, people who advocate for Medicare. There's something called the Center for Medicare Advocacy. And they filed class action lawsuits against the government to try to cover somebody who was in a hospital 
but then they're better off in their own home. They don't really need to go to a nursing home. And the question was, Jay, why wouldn't it be logical for the Medicare program to provide some care in the home for somebody to go in the home? So this is quite recent. Uh, the rules are just about to go into effect. Uh, basically, the um, class action lawsuit was brought by the Center for Medicare Advocacy. They settled it with the Medicare program with the government, and now it's going to allow um, expanded Medicare coverage for skilled care. Again, it has to be skilled care, both in a nursing home facility or at home. This is brand new. This is literally, you know, hot off the press. Um, I'm not even going to mention the name of the case. It's not important, but the settlement agreement is now published on the website for the Center for Medicare Advocacy, and they're in the process of uh, drawing up regulations to explain this, and I think that's expected sometime in April of 2013. Interesting. So Medicare evolves, Medicare changes, but the key for Medicare post-hospital is it still has to be for skilled care. Uh, This is why it's so important for our listeners to get a hold of you. This is all technical information. I had no idea about uh, this, and uh, I'm so glad that you're here on Sunday mornings to share it with us. Thanks, Phil. And uh, this is not really um, happy news. It's sort of sobering, but um, this is from a recent study that shows that 44% of people those age 65 or older will use a nursing home at some point uh, and roughly 22 percent of women will live there for more than three years and men almost 15 percent for more than three years which is quite a long time uh, the, the one of the problems is and it's a good problem is that life expectancy is is of course increasing but a lot of the degenerative type diseases and, and type of things that uh, happen with old age are not going away. So people need skilled care even though they're living much longer, which is why more people are actually needing a nursing home. Right. Um, so even though long-term care insurance is more popular and more affordable than ever, less people are taking advantage of it, which, uh, you know, again, as I said at the top of the hour, a lot of people don't realize that Medicare doesn't cover long-term insurance, uh, mm-hmm. care insurance and you know wouldn't you want to go to a facility of your home of your choice or maybe even stay in your own home instead of going to a nursing home in the first place sure and ultimately it's more cost-effective if you can stay in your own home instead of, of being in a nursing home so you know there's logic to what they're doing and some of the changes that are being made um, many of the states have something called uh, Medigap policies Massachusetts doesn't use that we use Medicare supplement plans and there's an open enrollment period at the end of every year. Um, I don't have the exact date at my fingertips, but it's approximately around the beginning of November. I just had that. It's uh, something around the end of October to the end of November. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll see all the television ads on this type of um, Medicare supplement insurance. It'll be You'll be bombarded at your home because that's the open enrollment period when if you want to change coverage, or your Medicare supplement plan, you can. Literally almost every other commercial you'll see will be about uh, changing your coverage. And the reason for these policies, by the way, is because um, Medicare doesn't cover all the needs that people have medically. And there are gaps in the Medicare coverage, and so people can buy a Medigap policy if they're in a lot of states, most states, 
but there are um, three or four states, including Massachusetts, that have a different type of Medicare supplement plans and different kinds of health insurance. So we don't use Medigap policies as much as we use uh, Medicare supplement policies. And they're highly recommended. And yes, it costs money, but it's still cheaper to use the combination of Medicare plus a supplement plan than it is to go out and try to pay privately yourself while you're still working, for example. How do you choose uh, one of these supplemental plans? It's, um, it, it's very confusing. As I said, ironically, some of the pharmacies will have different type uh, of plan information in their pharmacies. But How do we know which one's best for us? Well, we don't, and, and not without a lot of study. Um, we usually get the brochures from all the different types of plans that are available, and then we'll discuss them with clients when it's possible. And I just found the dates. Uh, it is, it's October 15th to December 7th that you're able okay. to change that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the airwaves go silent with the Medicare ads right. on December 7th. <laughs> it was well, especially hearing. interesting this past year because we had all the Medicare ads and all the political ads. <laughs> and then once you know, all that was over, it was... Ah, Coke and Pepsi battling it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, good point. You know, Phil, one of the things we like to do is tell people listening that we have a variety of written reports that we can provide people if they care to call into the office. One of the things we talk about from time to time is called the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Social Security choices are as complicated as the Medicare choices are. They somewhat go hand-in-hand, although different time periods, but there's a lot of good information in this. In the end, it's it's a one-by-one decision on when you should collect Social Security. And it's an absolutely fantastic guide. It's a six-page guide, front to back, and it's laminated. And uh, we've been seeing some people who have been calling to request uh, that or some other information that we've mentioned previously. Happy to mail it to you. No obligation. We'll just mail it out to you, and uh, it's yours to keep. Why don't we uh, give the number right now, folks. Jot this down tomorrow. Uh, Give them a call and ask for your free report on the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security that will be sent out to you, 508-998-8888. It's free, and it is so interesting and important. There are a couple of other reports that we have. You can get these on the uh, Medicare website that we mentioned, um, www.medicare.gov. And they have a nice report called Welcome to Medicare. And uh, we're happy to provide that. It's put out by the Department of Health and Human Services. It's probably about 30 pages long, and it gives you a lot of the basics of Medicare. But this is not an area that you can look at lightly. You've got to make informed decisions when you're looking at Medicare. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We also have our own little internal uh, publications. Phil, do you like politics? I love politics. I told you this definition once, but that was on a Friday afternoon. So I'm going to give you the definition once again of politics. You'll especially appreciate this because... As we know, all the good words in our language come from... The Greek. The Greek language, (laughs) exactly. So here's the definition of politics. Mm -hmm. Poly, from the Greek word meaning many. Correct. Ticks, a small (laughs) blood-sucking insect. So that's your classic definition of politics. Multiply that and wow, (laughs) look at the image that we have. (laughs) And don't forget a Congress is a group of baboons. 
That's a real. That's true. <laughs> You've heard it. Let's see. It's a pride of lions. Uh, it's a herd of sheep. And a congress of and baboons. A, and a congress of baboons. <laughs> That's a great definition, Peter. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> it's it's called uh, life imitating art or art imitating life, you perhaps. Bet. Art imitating <laughs> Unfortunately so. <laughs> I have to remember that again. The congress of baboons. So speaking of politics, does anybody know what Congress is going to do with the Medicare program? Fling something at each other. AARP is fighting all the time with their press releases and trying to say, don't touch Medicare. Um, there's estimates that uh, within the next eight years, the cost of Medicare is going to go up really drastically. Um, we're looking right now that the estimated cost of Medicare going from 2012 to 2020, that's only an eight-year period. Mm -hmm. 2012, of course, was last year. But the cost of Medicare during that eight-year period is $6.5 trillion. And of course, these numbers don't mean anything. We can't comprehend sometimes what a million dollars is or a billion dollars, but then a trillion dollars. But it's, right. it's a huge number. Right. And um, so one of the interesting things that came out in a very recent report, February 24, 2013, talks about a complex role for Medicare in the standoff in Washington. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was published in the New York Times. And it says that was the uh, budget projection for the cost of Medicare for this eight-year period, $6.5 trillion. But just recently, the Congressional Budget Office's latest projections have said well, gee, during that same period, it's only going to be $6.1 trillion. <laughs> They're going to save $400 billion somehow. Well, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. And it's, again, playing games with numbers because, oh, gee, maybe the problem isn't as bad as what we thought it was. And I'm not taking any side on the political discussion on this, Democrat or Republican. You know, it's, it's a shame on both of their houses in mm -hmm. many respects right. to get down to the wire and have no decisions about things and kick the can down the road, as we like to say. Right. But the fact is there are proposals that come up periodically that talk about modifying the Medicare program, the, year, the age eligibility uh, time period. Right now at 65, you qualify for Medicare. And by the way, you better sign up. But look what's happened with Social Security. The Social Security full retirement age used to be 65. Now it's 66, and it is going up. It's already on the books. It is going up to age 67, and that may increase as well. The funny thing is Social Security eligibility, or maximum retirement age, I should say, full retirement age, continues to go up, but the Medicare eligibility age still stays at age 65. Don't you think it's logical they're going to increase the Medicare eligibility age at some point in time? Sure. But it's a big political hot potato. Mm -hmm. They say, oh, no, we can't do that to our seniors who have paid all these many, many years expecting to collect Medicare. Right. Well, they did it for Social Security. So periodically, um, even from the president to the Democrats to the Republicans have said, Yes, we should increase the age from 65 to 66 so we can bring it in line with Social Security. And then two weeks later, they'll issue another press release saying, of course we're not going to touch that. <laughs> so, again, just recently, uh, there was something in another newspaper article that says 
the president said he was willing to consider in 2011 uh, during budget discussions he was willing to consider raising the eligibility age for Medicare in order to prevent a funding crisis. That was in 2011. And then uh, just within the last week, literally within the last week of this show, uh, the White House press secretary said, uh, the president doesn't really believe that's the right policy to take. So a year and a half ago it was, let's increase the age. Now it's, of course, we're not going to do that. Right. Right. And I'm not picking on the president or the Democrats because the Republicans are doing exactly the same thing. It's a political football. That's right. So Medicare is too important. It needs to be handled, you know, in a uh, logical manner. Will we ever get that in Washington is Mm. the question. (laughs) Well, I guess it depends on your definition of politics. I wouldn't bet any money on that. It's a great time here to remind you and thank you for tuning in to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance of USA Wealth Group. Call them at 508-998-8858 for your free report on the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security and so much more. Great consultation, absolutely free of charge. And uh, in the, let's say, uh, seven minutes we have remaining here, what is uh, very important to stress? Number one, make sure you have some kind of an overall plan for your own retirement. Make Mm -hmm. sure you have a budget. Make sure you look at your assets, your expenses, your income sources. Don't be afraid of retirement, whether you're there now or whether you're not. There's always something we can do, and I tell people this all the time. There's always something everybody can do to improve their situation, period. Have a plan. If you're not 65 yet, make sure that you have it marked down in a paper or electronic calendar that when you're 64 years and nine months Mm -hmm. to apply for Medicare. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you are very well educated on what plan is best for you. The government is supposed to send everybody out a package on Medicare as they're approaching their 65th birthday. Don't ignore that package when you get it. It's critically important to sign up for um, Medicare at age 65, three months before, three months after, the month during. At a minimum, you're going to be signing up for options A and B, which is hospital care, doctor care. You really should take a look at signing up for Part D as well, which is prescription drug care. And then you need to evaluate all these many proposals that are out there for Medicare supplement insurance because Medicare is not going to cover everything. And if you think that long-term care insurance uh, is something that you're interested in, look into that right away as well because the earlier you do that just with life insurance and many other things, the less expensive it's going to be for you. And we also want to tell people that when you're looking at these plans, you can switch on the Medicare supplement plans, you can change them. If you're not entirely happy, they might have some differences in terms of a deductible amount that you pay right. when you go to buy your drugs, uh, for example. You can change from one plan to another. And uh, you can do that, uh, as Peter said, between, um, you said October 15th. I thought it was November 15th, but I think you might be correct. Mm-hmm. Between, I, I actually saw both dates, and, and we'll clarify that. Okay. Anyways, roughly from November to December each year, you can decide whether you like the plan that you're in or you can change the plan that you're in. And all these things are all really intermingled with one another, whether it's Medicare, 
uh, long-term care insurance, uh, Medicare Part D, uh, as well as um, Social Security benefits. If uh, you have not begun receiving your Social Security benefits or have uh, just signed up for that recently, give us a call uh, and we'll be happy to do a quick analysis for you and let you know whether uh, what you're thinking about signing up for or what you have signed up for is, is the right choice and uh, will get you the most benefit. That's right. You know, it, it's, they're not easy decisions for anybody. It's complicated. Um, we're happy to help. And then more importantly, a lot of people simply can't afford the additional supplement plans. One of the services that we can provide is to take a look at it and say, is there another <laughs> way that you might be able to actually pay for this? And uh, we can do that. And uh, it doesn't cost anything to sit down and talk. When you do, we're going to help you make proper decisions. We want to help you plan. We want to help you budget. We want to make sure that you're getting the most affordable combination of things that you can get. And you have to pay attention to what's happening in Congress. And you should be a member of AARP. There's a lot of propaganda they put out, but there's a lot of good, useful information right. also. And this is why every Sunday you should also listen to Money Wise Radio Show at this time with the Money Guys Ray Lance and Peter Lance for expert advice in how to make the most of your Social Security benefits, your retirement assets, any questions about Medicare long-term planning, call 508-998-8858 and ask for Ray Lance or Peter Lance. And uh, if you'd like your free report on the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, I can't stress enough how important this is. Call that number again, 508-998-8858 tomorrow. Their goal is to help protect your family, your money, your retirement. So plan early and plan wisely. Phil, we have many free reports that we're happy to give anybody on uh, topics from Social Security to budgeting to budget forms to Medicare to planning for your finances. Just give us a call. Tell us what your questions are and help uh, give us some guidance for future shows that you'd like to see us do. Uh, do you remember, Pete, what are we doing for our next program? Do you remember what the next show is going to be? Uh, yes, uh, funeral uh, end of life planning, essentially. Okay, funeral and burial benefits. Mm -hmm. I've had um, three people fairly close to me pass away in the last 48 hours. Oh Funeral and burial plan is not something that you bet. people think about doing as much as they should. So we're going to talk about that subject and what it costs, and we'll look forward to seeing you again on the radio next Sunday morning. That's right. We certainly will. To Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. Until next Sunday at this time, I'm Phil Paleologus. Thank you so much, Ray and Peter. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Money Wise Radio Show. Thank you, Phil. Thanks, Phil. <laughs>